AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts talk to him we're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Fat, a show dedicated. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, a show dedicated gobble, gobble, to my niggas. Gobble, right? gobble. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your co-host AJ Holiday. What's up, Tam? Hey, y'all. It's me, Tam Bam. I especially love y'all on this beautiful Turkey Day. You full or something? You especially love them. No, it's early. It's early in the morning <laughs> right now, so I ain't full yet. <laughs> well, it's early for y'all. How was your weekend? Oh, girl. My fucking weekend. 
I attempted to go out on Friday night. I can't speak about exactly what happened to me. I'll tell you offline because I haven't talked to you, bitch. But when I tell you I'm not dating no more, like I'm literally getting married in 2024. I already know that. Like I know I don't want to meet no new niggas. That shit is over with. That shit is dead. I already got my husband as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to just pick one of these niggas and it's going to be over. Period. Cause I can't, my- I can't, I can't do no more new niggas. Like a nigga literally asked me if I'm fucking or not, and when I said no, the date was over. Damn, baby, <laughs> you cold as hell. <laughs> cold dice, willing to sacrifice. Yo, well, well, then. such is life. Damn. And I almost got into a fight. Well, a verbal altercation with a bitch name. I ain't even gonna call the girl name, but I can call her name. Nobody know her anyway. She was sitting next to me at the bar at Cheesecake Factory. I literally got Cheesecake Factory. Yes, I was there. Okay. Literally got into Yo, a she verbal. Don't, she don't love herself. She went to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> no, but listen, why the verbal altercation with this with this with this woman's husband was because he started talking about the list. I said, listen, I don't think a woman came up with that list. I really feel like that's some shit somebody created to start controversy on online. And here you are drunk in a fucking cheesecake factory questioning me about why I'm in a cheesecake factory. Bitch, are you dumb? <laughs> the man. <laughs> he asking you about it, why you're there? Well, why, how, how you feel? I said, just like, like what I just said, I think it's something that somebody created. And I was like, furthermore, I like Cheesecake Factory. I drank a Mai Tai. I either get a salad or the miso salmon and crab wontons every time I come here when I do eat at Cheesecake Factory. It's one of my favorite places. It has a very vast menu. (laughs) I don't have a problem with a date to the Cheesecake Factory. Right, me neither. Girl, but when I tell you this this woman's husband, I'm like, oh, girl, you need to leave him because he is jealous of you. That's really the energy I'm getting from him. I mouthed to her. I say, you need to leave. I mouthed that to her for sure. That's not nice. Girl, let me tell you, I can see him transform into somebody else as we're sitting there. So imagine the type of shit she go through at the house. Why is you all up? You wasn't minding your business. He started that shit. I was minding my business. I was minding my business. He started that shit. And he wasn't even sitting next to me. She was sitting next to me. So you are on the other side of your woman directing questions at me. And you yes, just trying to eat that, that brown, delicious brown bread in my <laughs> I ain't even get no bread. I'm trying not to do no carbs. I don't even get the bread. <laughs> and I like the bread. <laughs> Girl, he started going on and on about her buying him some $5 oils or some shit and how he wanted some fucking gift set from Macy's, like with different fragrances, different colognes. I'm like, do you want flowers also? <laughs> do you want to be wine and dine? It sound like you want to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, you had a That was moment. the beginning of my night. And then I Went on your linked date. up and hung off. It wasn't even a date. I just met somebody out right quick and never again. Like who, like I really thought y'all niggas only existed on the internet. But y'all really be out here in real life wreaking havoc on the community. Y'all, y'all niggas are bad for the ecosystem. Some like, of y'all. not all of y'all. <laughs> some of y'all, some of y'all, girl, these niggas exist. These internet podcast niggas exist in real life. Uh, people might say we we are them. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm talking about like 
the bad bitch niggas, like they really exist. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a whole manosphere for them. Girl. You know what? Listen, in the animal kingdom, there's a lot of male animals that die having never mated, right? That is supposed to happen amongst humans. I think there are some males. And that's where these people are, right? So the ones who really don't have access to pussy be the ones that like really want women to collectively lower their standards so they can have access to coochie. Bitches, don't do it. Some of these niggas supposed to die, never have made it, okay? That's just what it's supposed to be yeah, at this th- point. It's, it's Thanksgiving, <laughs> AJ. Good grief. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Good grief, guys. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> You asked me what my weekend was like, and that was it. Okay, I, I had it. Other than that, I ain't do much. That was stressful. I try, I tried to do some shit Friday night, and it just, I decided. It, well, I'm proud that you didn't give him none because he didn't deserve it. Girl, girl, yeah. it was never even a thought in my mind. That's why I was so offended. Like, yeah, like why? I'm would just I here do- to eat and drink and get to know <laughs> like, you, why? and that's it. That part, or just hang out, like. You can't right. even do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I was even offering to pay for some shit. I'm like, hey, man, I got the next rounds just so he wouldn't think of some shit. Right. But he insisted. And then he was like, just just tell me now. Just tell me now if I don't have a chance. That's really how it went. If he have a chance with you or a chance with you? To smash. And I was like, and then the place where we went, um, the, the place I met him at, um, I literally ended up changing clothes to match this guy's fly. I came out the house with one thing on, saw what he was at, what he had on. And I was like, "Hey, let me. Um, I'm gonna run back to the house real quick." He didn't see me see him, and mm-hmm. I literally ran back to how to the house, changed clothes, and put on Jordans, okay, to match what he was looking like. We oh, ended up so going to a place. You had to downgrade it. Yes, we okay. ended up going to a place where what I had on was. Good, you know, because people was in there with sneakers on. You didn't take me no place to right. be looking extra cute. Right. And, um, yeah, I was like, you know, after he made the comment about sex or whatever, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's somebody in there who will fuck you. It ain't going to be me, though. I was mm. like, you want me to leave? <laughs> you want me to leave? He, he was said, like, yeah. I'm, I'm. No, he basically was like, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody would, but it won't be me, sir. Right. It won't be me. Sorry. These niggas exist. It happened to sir. me. Well, my weekend was better than <laughs> yours, apparently. <laughs> uh, it was my sister's birthday. She turned 30-something. Hey. And uh, we surprised her. So are y'all her. be lying about y'all age? No, I just had to... I can't tell hers now because she my baby <laughs> sister. So well, I can't tell her shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> You ain't gonna get Yo. a ballpark of what I am by telling this bitch age. <laughs> not doing that. So anyway, <laughs> shame. Um, she'll tell you. Ask her. Um, <laughs> we. I surprised her. It was so funny because I act like none of her friends. I was like, "Where your friends at?" I was like, "Your friends ain't shit." I'm the only one Damn. here. But they was all there. They was all there waiting on her to get there. But I was just playing it like they weren't shit. It was so funny. And we all went to this place <laughs> called the... Uh, we started at... Me and her started at Tsunamis. So we could let all her friends gather at the Grand. This place in Columbia. It's like a bowling bar. The bowling alley. Yeah, I like that place. Yeah. And um, 
It's not a bowling alley, is it? It's like a bar no, with it's like some a, lanes. It's in like it. a re- it's a restaurant with they used to have like games downstairs. Remember they used mm-hmm. to have a pool tape and all that stuff. It's like a really nice like yeah date spot, right? So um, I waited for all of them to gather there, and then we left there, and we got into this Uber from uh, Tsunami to the Grand. This man pulled up as soon as we got in. He passed us microphones. What? And also, a, like he had like the ball light, like the disco ball in there, and he had the iPad where you could pick your song. Oh my god, we had so much fun. Not karaoke in the Uber. It was so lit. I was like five star experience, and Tanya was just singing so loud off key. We just had so much fun in there. I wanted to spin around the block a couple times, but he <laughs> dropped us right off. And then she saw all her friends, and we got really drunk, ordered some champagne, a few bottles, and we had a great time. It was so much fun. Yeah. But at Tsunami, I was sitting at the bar and minding my business, and the bartender came over with a shot. He was like, uh, the young lady over there says she listens to your podcast, and she loves you too. And I was like, Who? Oh, nice. So I waved at her, and I thanked her for the uh, shot. So uh, LaShawn Harris, girl, thank you, girl. I appreciate you, and I love you so much for sending me some liquor and making me feel like bossed up and shit. So, that yeah. was nice. Wasn't that so nice Would you say her name was LaShawn? LaShawn Harris. All La- right, LaShawn. LaBella La Bear. She's LaBella Bear on Instagram. So shout out to you, girl. I hope you're having a happy Thanksgiving, and I appreciate you for uh, sending me my flowers at the bar. Okay, I know that username. I I don't know the person. Well, she's though. a sweetheart, y'all. If y'all but see she- me out, please send me shots, everybody, because <laughs> I wanted that. She helped me my night to start. I never know where people be from who be DMing. She be DMing me. Hey, girl. Yeah, hey, girl. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I know that username from someplace. <laughs> That's crazy. We be really out here, like, not using our real names no more. La Bella Bear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that happened. And then I came back, and I've been working ever since, like, nonstop. Go, 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 go. So. Well, your hair looks nice. Thank you. I watched it last night so I could go to this class. I went to y'all. I went to Arrogant Tay's Flawless Experience class, his lace melting class, and it was really good. We got some good information. So I'm going to be busting out some wigs for you guys. If you want to buy one from me, I'll post where you can get it. Yeah. I got a good vendor for you, girl. Oh, yeah. Send me that, bitch. Mm. Send me that. Cause that's what I need. See, look, look at low ten percent. Listen, cause listen, it's hard to find good hair vendors. Yeah. Okay, and I done I done spent thousands and thousands of dollars on bad fucking weave. So I understand when these girls be selling their vendor lists and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, cause it's hard. Yeah, bitch. I even went to China looking for a good. Now I do use my closures come from this good ass vendor in China. Other than that. I got some Indian vendors. What if you want low ten percent? Low ten percent. Let's get into the. You know what? Let's go to a fucking commercial after that, and then we'll be back with the sins of the week. AT and T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who is the biggest sinner of 2023, Tammy? I would go with Sean, Puffy, Diddy Combs. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Damn, Diddy. Let me That who? nigga had the fucking internet on fire. On fire. Y'all sure. on Thursday, I was sitting in Hunger Games. You know, Hunger Games came up with the fourth uh I think Film. I think this was a pre Yeah, I think this was actually a prequel though. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like before the other Hunger Games, but the came I, I love Hunger Games. I went to the movies by myself on Thursday. I missed a intricate part of the fucking movie because I got an alert on my phone, ended up on Instagram, and the fucking internet was on fire on with this fire. shit going on with, with uh Diddy man. Yo. You know, I, I I used to love Diddy. You know that, right? Why? I never loved him. I just thought that he was <laughs> a powerful black man who followed his dreams and made things happen for him mm-hmm. and others. So I just loved that about him. But this right. shit, so if you were under a rock, Cassie pop, Cassie Ventura popped out and said, Diddy, been doing all this Cassandra. bullshit to me. And mm-hmm. um, and I want 30 million from his ass. And the lawsuit uh, alleged that he did uh he was abusive, he made her have sex with other men, he raped her, all these horrible, horrific things. This is from the neighborhood talking. It says, um, Miss Ventura was eventually instructed to use websites and escort services to find male sex workers to participate in sexual acts. Miss Ventura to and, uh, Mr. Combs told Miss Ventura to search for large black. I don't know what that word is because it's covered up, but on the website. But I'm thinking it's dick. Uh, sometimes Mr. Combs would pay to fly male sex workers to his location, including to multiple cities in the United States, as well as abroad. He required Ms. Ventura and his staff to help him make these arrangements. Mr. Combs' assistant would help to set up the FOs, including by setting up the hotel suites with baby oil and Astroglide. Oh, she was getting at anal. Mr. Combs always supplied- he was doing some anal. Mr. Combs always supplied Ms. Ventura and the sex worker with copious amounts of drugs before and during the FO. I don't know what that means. FO? Whatever. Ms. Ventura was given uh-huh. ecstasy, cocaine, GHB, ketamine, marijuana, and alcohol in excessive amounts during FOs, which... Oh, that's the freak out. 
freakouts, which allowed her to dissociate this during the horrific encounters. It became commonplace to get IV fluids in the days after and freak out to recover from the excessive substance pushed upon her. Miss Ventura was required to dress up in lingerie for freakouts, and Mr. Combs insisted she wear a white nail polish to contrast her nails with the skin of the black men he hired to have mm. sex with her. Listen, people on the internet was pointing out how young Miami always got white polish on, honey. Mm. Well, all of us <coughs> got on white polish, though. Don't we all wear that I shit? I don't. No. But you don't wear polish, period, though. But associated with, with him, him, that's yeah. some shit he like. Yeah. During the freak out, Mr. Combs would instruct Miss Ventura to pour excessive amounts of oil over herself. Mr. Combs would then instruct Miss Ventura and the sex workers to speak to each other and then would specifically tell Miss Ventura where to touch the sex workers. Mr. Combs would say things like, grab his big black dick and ask her, how does it feel? As he directed her to perform for him. Ah. Uh. This is some Roman shit, dog. This is some real Roman shit. I just think I'm just thinking about the medieval movies I've seen. <laughs> movies from the medieval times. Mm-hmm. It'd be this type of shit right here. Like they be having those wild sex as sex orgies and stuff like that. Yeah, mm. some some people be into that shit. But so, clearly oh, she was not. <clears throat> right. So a lot of people are coming out like Slim Thug, for instance. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're asking, you know, why does she wait so long to speak up? Oh, she just want a payday. You know, she deserved a you payday. Gotta hit, she was doing all yes, of that and shit. You, you got to hit certain type of people where it really hurts. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this is a this is a billionaire or they said he's worth about nine hundred something million dollars. So he got 30 M's to give her. The thing is, she wasn't even trying to take this shit to court. They were calling a shakedown because she did come, you know, send a demand for the 30 million, well, eight figures. So mm-hmm. he offered her eight figures not to go public. He didn't deliver on it. So she went public. It's almost like he was calling her bluff. He really thought he still had control of her, control mm-hmm. over her as far as I'm concerned. And Cassie called that nigga bluff and filed the lawsuit. So Diddy can't be prosecuted in criminal court, but in the state of New York, they have this uh, Survivors um, Act or something where victims of sexual assault can sue the assailants civil in civil court. She mm-hmm. had one week left on the statute of limitation to file this lawsuit, and that's mm. what she did. And that nigga settled within 24 hours. That might that might be like the fastest. And then it, now him and the lawyer is trying to say, oh, it wasn't because... You know, he's not trying to, it's not because he's guilty that, no, he's definitely guilty because nobody that knows him who he's been forward. in the industry not for how long? Forever since I've been alive and I, and maybe, maybe <clears throat> before I was born and nobody, not <laughs> one person, up. <laughs> not one person came forward and said, not the shine puffy combs I know. Exactly. I not even him. his mama. <laughs> not even his mama came forward and said that because they knew it was true. Did you yeah. see? Did y'all see that picture of him sitting out at, by the pool with an Asian lady, looking like he about to cry? He definitely was looking stressed out. He looked real stressed out. He looked like he, he was ought to be stressed. Yeah, you know, a lot of these people think they untouchable. You know, it's cool. Like you could have a god complex, but you aren't. You can't just go around here violating people and thinking that shit ain't gonna never catch up with you. And calling people. Yourself I don't love. like. Ex- exactly. 
false idols, man. Y'all got to be careful who the fuck y'all be worshiping. These people do not be good people, man. And the thing is, I don't like, I, it's not my place to condemn people. Even when people do the worst shit, the people I don't fuck with is like child molesters and people who just be out here murdering for no reason. And just, well, let, you know, let, serial let's, killers Let's be shit. clear. He was 37 and she was 19 when they got together. Absolutely. So manipulation at its finest. Girl, I was in a, in a clubhouse room and they were in there arguing the difference between manipulation and a predator. Like predators manipulate. Right. You, what are y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, That's no, one of yes, their greatest w- tactics. Exactly. Yes, she was an adult in some people's eyes. I don't think 19 years old is an adult. I'd question where were her parents at the time, but this is a man who's at that, like how many years ago now, 13 years ago or so? Mm-hmm. Like Diddy was at the height of his career for sure at that time. Um, I would have I, I went. Be- I would have sure went if I was her. If he slid into my MySpace at 30, he's 37, I'm 19, and he, I see him Diddy bopping all over the TV, I'm going. Most, most young girls would have gone. Yeah, I guess, man. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It, it really That's is sad what happened to her. But here's the crazy part is this is just one story of many that never get told. You know, and that's why he paid the money. He paid the money because if they would have went to court in disposition, de- excuse me, in deposition, there would be way more evidence presented to the public for people to really see who he was. His the best bet was to pay that money. Yeah, he got on the phone. That's with the Lord. part that people exactly give her what she wants. Period. Give her what she wants so she can shut up. Cause I'm and niggas like Slim Thug, like, like he 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 came back out saying he was never uh, he's never been violated. But there are a lot of men who have been violated by men as mm-hmm. children or even in prison who still to this day can't find the words to come out and tell somebody that that happened to them. But right. here you are having zero empathy for Cassie because she wants at least a payday. She's I'm pretty sure she's still in the process of healing. That money will help. Right. Pay that bitch, okay? Pay, pay her. You actually owe her more. I feel like all of us need a little piece to have to witness this. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we need reparations from Diddy. <laughs> all of us do, goddamn. <laughs> because if they cancel Diddy music, we we ain't gonna have nothing left to listen to. He done produced all the biggest songs of our life. Them shit was samples. So- they was all samples. He don't got no original beats for real. <laughs> Remixing Air. Mary J. Blige whole catalog of samples. I love, I love, I love Mary J. Blige. Okay. I'm listen, I love that's one of my favorite artists, but let's be very fucking clear. Diddy and Kanye are the sample kings. Niggas mm-hmm. <laughs> be sampling everything. Shit you wouldn't even know was a goddamn sample. Yo, I see some uh there was this um what do you call them? A psychic who uh, came out and said, "Oh that, yes, uh, Sloan. That's her name. Ooh, yeah, ooh, that was that good. This was going to happen, and she said it. You know, months ago in that, June, June, yeah, in June, she predicted. Happen. She said that Kim Porter came to her. Kim Porter was describing like what happened to her the day she died. It, that's the thing I think that would have came out in court. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that forty-seven-year-old woman just dropped dead." And the the psychic was saying how Kim died so abruptly, she just hopped out her body, and then she went immediately to look at her nose. Because she was sick, she had some type of congestion, and she was using some type of inhaler. Mm -hmm. She was living in a home that 
wasn't her permanent resident and she wasn't really in control of like the mechanics of the home, but somebody came and installed cameras there that she didn't know about. Mm. And something she's passed something on to a lawyer. It's some other shit about to come out. I feel like the year 2024 is about to be way more uh, revelations and retribution. <laughs> it's a lot of shit going mm-hmm. on. What in the are they saying? Like it's the eight. 2024 is like some life path eight or some shit. One of my clients was telling me, and if you turn the eight to the side, it's an affinity symbol. So that, what you what, what you sow is going to happen this year in 2024. It's coming back around. It's coming so back. I hope around. y'all put goodness. I you know I encourage you to spend these last months putting nothing but goodness out, so you get goodness back. Listen, I don't not believe in karma, but I am karma. I do the coming around. <laughs> so, you do the comment. I, I, mean, I do the com- I do both. <laughs> okay. I make sure I do right by people. That's all you gotta do, man. I don't know if you can reverse bad karma in three months, but y'all could try. I mean, it'll help. <laughs> 30 you got 30 M's. <laughs> you got 30 million dollars. <laughs> Most of us don't. All right, so can we move on to 50 Cent? Yes, move on to 50 Cent. So 50 Cent is walking away scot-free from an incident that left a woman with a severe laceration to her head back in August at his show. Now, I don't know if y'all remember this, but uh, in L.A. at the Crypto.com Arena, um, 50 was on stage and he was experiencing some technical difficulties. And in a fit of rage, he furiously flung a microphone into the crowd and harmed Power 106 radio host Brianna Monegan. I hope I pronounced that right. If I didn't, I apologize. <laughs> the woman's injuries were so severe that she required immediate medical assistance. After she filed a police report on August 30th, the case jumped through the hands of multiple agencies until being brought to the L.A. City Attorney's Office. And according to TMZ, the city's attorney's office said no criminal charges will be filed against yeah, absolutely not. 50 as long as he remains out of trouble. The case will remain open one year from the date of the incident is open to reevaluation. That's terrible. And further issues transpire between both parties. That was definitely an accident. I'm pretty sure he didn't pick her to hit with the thing. He probably just enraged. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're performing. You look stupid. Your audio messed up. He did not target her to hit her. It could have been anybody. Okay, but when you, if you're in a car accident and you didn't target nobody to hit him, you can still get a man. I'm pretty sure charge. she was compensated. I'm pretty sure she was compensated. Okay, they, they left that Done. part out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was compensated. At least medical bills. I'm but pretty crim- sure. Okay, There's criminal no charges. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah, that was definitely an accident. Yeah. So I'm not mad at that. But he did kind of have a little temper tantrum on stage. You're a grown man. Why you threw that out there like that? But he's a cancer. Oh, yeah. I might have did it too. Now that I think <laughs> <it>. All right. <laughs> what y'all think about party diss track from Meg Thee Stallion? Okay. The rapper slash writer dropped a new song called The Person. T-H-E-E. Okay. Like <laughs> and it's the obviously stallion. aimed at Meg. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, with the lyrics explicitly mentioning her by name. Because you know she came out with her song mm-hmm. recently recently, and she didn't say any names. She said, You fucking on a bitch in the same bed, I lay my head in. Like she didn't really say any names, but he was very direct. He said, I'm not talking to Meg the Stallion. I'm talking talking to Megan the person. The person. When I tell you this was some ether. In a very mm-hmm. nice and loving way. <laughs> he flamed he her ass up. He did. And 
I'm confused by the response from women. They're calling him a narcissist. It's really weird. It's giving like no accountability at all. Okay. So now we be dragging men. Okay. We you, help you, other women drag you, men. <laughs> you be dragging them. You be dragging them. shut up. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Tam may not drag them on this podcast. We definitely drag niggas in our fucking private conversation. I don't know okay? what she's... I'm appalled. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> and that man, he mentions her and... Y'all gotta listen to the lyrics of the song. I know a lot of people only listen to like the little snippets online. They listen to the, the chorus of the song. But it was very tasteful, his response to her. Um, I do think there's a lot of t- like there's a lot of things we don't be knowing about people. Like he know her personally. Read the lyrics. Oh, go ahead. All right, this the girl that I'm trying to propose to. Ask Greg Una. I picked out a ring, then you lied to my face. Went on TV and then lied to Gail King. Party raps. I found out mm. with the rest of the world. God, I treated you like a queen. Whole time I'm a clown in your circus. I tried to pull you up out the mud. Here you are trying to drown me on purpose. You know the devil was a serpent. For some streams and views, girl, I hope it was worth it. This ain't for Megan the Stallion. This is for Megan the Person. He continues, the way you paint this picture is a shame. How many times did I catch you texting them niggas? You did, you first, I just did me bigger. You flew out the country, ain't called for days. In my mind, we had a we had parted ways. You was back moving awful strange in the effort to fix it. I took all the blame like I always do. Apologize for shit that I know I ain't do. Mm. D- damn. Mm. damn. I believe nigga. him. I don't feel I don't feel like he's lying. Mm-mm. I don't feel I like he's him. lying. Did you know why? Because I remember, I remember Meg Thee Stallion doing an interview. I forgot who it was with. And she was talking about like how good he is for her mental health. Mm-hmm. How, um, you know, in her previous relationships, it really just was like physical, just sex and all this stuff, like physical mm-hmm. attractions. But he was like, man, she was like, my boyfriend, she was so excited about him and how good he is for her mental health. Like I can't, everybody can't be in the wrong, Meg. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else can't be the problem. At some point, we got to look in the mirror. Uh, accountability, like, self-awareness. Like, right. <laughs> right. Where is it? Listen you to know what I'm saying? Episode. And everybody calling him lame for defending himself. What is wrong with y'all? Yeah, because she See, called him out bitches. first. Yeah, y'all think... These, these are the women who be in relationships and think that they have no... like. Y'all perfect in a relationship. The only reason why you think you perfect is because your nigga don't never say nothing to you. We ha- we are just more boisterous about our grievances with men. A lot of times men just suffer in silence. They don't say shit. And even on one part of the lyrics, he was like, you know, we um basically the, like the relationship ended quietly or we had a clean break, but now you want to make shit messy. Right. I believe that. Don't put me in your lyrics. Right. Don't put me in Because she shit. definitely was dating a new nigga in 2.2 seconds. Right. <laughs> and then, all right, so, because I love Megan Thee Stallion. I'm a fan of her music. Me too. I obviously, I don't know her personally. But I did side eye when her best friend was no longer her best friend. Like, this your best bitch. And I, y'all fell out, but why? What happened, you know? Uh, what happened so big that y'all can't come back as best friends? I don't know. I don't know. That now we going back into the case. And I listen, I believe Tory Lanez is guilty. He he did not shoot her. He did shoot at her. He is guilty of that. Did he deserve 10 years? 
Maybe not. And then now what Party is saying, Party, you was just defending her in a situation just a few months ago. What, what, are, you, what are we saying now? Right. What are we but, saying I mean, now? Like, why are, you, why are you murky in the water again? He, well, he sounds like he's saying he was deceived. With everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what it sounds like. I don't know, child. I don't know. Y'all better get right with God. Child, I can't Fuck wait y'all till got the, going on. I can't wait till she write a book. But oh, she he write a book. Right. Whoever. Like, I'm she should have known better because that nigga is very eloquent with words. I'm going to use <laughs> a, a audible credit for that motherfucker shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to hear it. <laughs> so, this is not stupid internet news. This is actually very sad. Uh, 23-year-old Anna Clara Benavides. Benavides. Tragically mm-hmm. passed away as Taylor, Taylor Swift's Brazil Eras Tour show began in Rio de Janeiro on Friday, November 17th. Who is that? Oh, Taylor Swift show? Yeah, but who is Anna it, Clara? She was just a, a, a concert goer. She was a front row of the show. And apparently the, the stadium was 140 degrees inside. What? And that thousands of people... There were a thousand phaetons in the building because of how the temperature inside the building. But they kept the show going, which is weird to me why they would keep the show going at this temperature. Was it an indoor um, arena or yeah, outside? Yeah, clear, like... clearly it was inside. It's a stadium. Mm-hmm. It was reportedly over 100 degrees Fahrenheit inside and caused a thousand fadings during the show. And after being resuscitated at the stadium for about 40 minutes, the woman had a second cardiac arrest en route to the hospital. So out of all the people that were there, because Taylor Swift shows are really big. This is the only person who passed? Um, well, this is this is the one that was reported on. I can't say this is the only, but they said it was a thousand Phaetons. Mm. And then this this young, she was only twenty three years old, very young girl, in the front row seat, and uh, passed away. And her father says, "I lost my only daughter, a happy and intelligent girl. She was about to graduate in psychology next April, s- saving money. I have no words to express my pain. She left home to fulfill a dream and came back dead." I wanted to be found out whether they were in fact prohibited from bringing water, whether there was negligence in providing her assistance. Mm, Rest in peace this to that young like, girl. Yeah, man. This Travis sound like Scott. some astral world, world shit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'll keep my comments because y'all already be calling me crazy. But yeah. Mm, interesting. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> Dad, this ain't my holiday. <laughs> I'm a Native American. <laughs> Thanks. The only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Period. <laughs> um, girl, did you see uh, Tommy out with Tamar ex boyfriend? Petty. Petty. She petty. Petty as hell. She just have a bitch and fuck your daddy, okay? Right, and post it. And post it on Instagram. <laughs> Look at me with your daddy, bitch. He about to eat my but pussy, girl, bitch. like, do... Like, we don't... Do we care? No. But I'm sure Tamar was spitting bullets when she seen his... And listen, is he a cloud chaser or what? Because I know you knew that this was going on. And you, you out there with Tommy. Come on now. Right. So Jeremy uh Jeremy Robinson um 
Tamar's ex-fiance, because they were allegedly engaged, um, after last week's whole little, I don't know what the hell they had going on with um, Krishan Rock at the Tamar concert, um, Tommy chimed in, right? So they jumped on Tommy's ass, and now this week, well, this weekend, Tommy was sitting pretty with uh, Mr. Jeremy Robinson at a basketball game. (laughs) (laughs) That bitch Betty. And didn't say nothing. (laughs) She basically tapped Tamar in. Tamar, can you fight? (laughs) Right. Because that's what that was. That was like, do you want to fight? That picture was like, do you want to fight? Because I want to fight. Can you fight? But Tamar ain't about (laughs) to fight with no Tommy. Imagine that. Absolutely not. But Tamar got a lot. That's what it was, though. uh, Tamar got a lot of sisters, Tommy. I don't know how many sisters Tommy got. (laughs) It's a lot of them. Tommy got kids. (laughs) She got teenage daughters. Oh, she got yeah. She got grown kids. Oh, I don't know. They make it happen. Y'all might need to just have a conversation. Shame. Because what is it really even about? It's stupid if you think about it. The only person I feel like who should be really upset is uh, the Patty Pie nigga. And he lost a tooth. <laughs> the patty pie nigga. <laughs> That's I don't understand none of that beef, man. I really don't care. We got this segment. That's why we talking about it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck going on with them people, all right? And uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, this uh, uh, Nick Cannon baby mama. Her name is uh, Bree Tessie. She is on real one of the Real Housewives shows, I believe. But mm-hmm. um, she blurted out how she done smashed on Michael B. Jordan, child. Mm. And she said that dick was trash. Mm. I can see that. I can <laughs> no, see that. No, don't ruin Killmonger for me because Killmonger means something different for that me. That is a character, okay? That means something different for me. So you think Michael B. Jordan got a good dick when you look at him? Killmonger killed a pussy in my uh, imagination. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at Michael B. Jordan, Did you hear what you I just say, said? <laughs> she said they asked him if, how was the sex was it good she said nope Period. she hating she hating on him she hating Why? on my boy because Why? he ain't wife her up girl I'm trying to I, if he wanted to really be red? with her if he really wanted to be her she'd be like he's the best I ever had in my life I love him okay he didn't wife her and now she's saying the dick is trash I do that all the time <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. I'm joking. That's a joke, y'all. <laughs> I ain't mad. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. His dick was trash. I ain't mad. His dick was trash. <laughs> oh, God. Forgive me. That was a joke, y'all. I don't Shame. do that all the time. Just hold on. Did I say she was on the Housewives? I'm so sorry, y'all. She was on the TV show called Selling Sunset. She's a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Selling Sunset reunion, and she was asked about you know having had sex with any celebrities, and Michael B. Jordan came up on the list on the agenda, and he did not deliver the dick. I would never ever. Kiss and tail like that, would you? Me either. That is so whack. Yeah. Bitch, that is so whack. I'm trying to, like, if I was him, I'd smack her in public. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> bitch. Like, why would you the do that? What the fuck is that about? Now, now who's going to want to smash you? You, tell, you talk too much. <laughs> right, bitch. Is she married? She has a baby for Nick Cannon. Oh. No, she just wanted Nick Cannon. She's in Nick Cannon's harem of baby mamas. Damn. Yeah, Damn, she a chatty crazy. patty. Michael B. Jordan must not be paying for anonymity. That's what happened. You got to pay bitches to shut the fuck up nowadays, okay? 30 million. He, he didn't know she was going to say that. <laughs> 30 million. is the going rate, apparently. Period. So what we talk about this week, child, for Thanksgiving? We're going to talk about black family traditions, your family traditions. Is it anything that y'all do? And the do's and don'ts at the black household when it's turkey day. Do not eat the middle of the Mac. Don't. Okay? That's fighting. We're going to fight if you dig a spoon right down in the middle of the macaroni and cheese. You're you going to get your ass wet. You start from the corner and work in until it's over. And if you don't want no edges, wait till somebody, wait till it work it, its way into the middle. You just don't come with a spoon and, and get the middle of the Mac. Yes. <laughs> only I feel like only children, a child making their own plate would do that. No adult. No black adult knows that they know not to do that shit. Right? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, we'll get yeah, into we'll it. Yeah, we'll be right back. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, y'all, it's Turkey Day, and I wanted to have a discussion about the seven unwritten rules of Black Family Thanksgiving. And then we can get into, like, some Black family traditions, like some that your family might have in mind. Sorry, let me, t- let me start with the first unwritten rule of Black families. <laughs> No wait. Bring a goddamn plate. <laughs> Don't be showing up to people's house with nothing. That's my unwritten rule. What? Bring it bring you something? Yeah, everybody gotta bring something. Even if you just bring it some styrofoam cups or some goddamn plates of bring course. the weed. At least. Bring the hove. <laughs> Don't oh, bring the hose to my family because <laughs> No eating all day until dinner time. No, that's a real thing. Because I already know I'm about to eat about 3,000 calories for Thanksgiving. Right. I'm saving all my calories for dinner. Saving all. I'm not eating nothing that day until this time for dinner. My mom started some new shit the last few years. She be cooking Cook breakfast. breakfast, too. That is too much food. No, I don't want no breakfast. Yeah. I just want champagne and orange juice with just a little orange juice. And that's it. Till I'm drinking. Until so, mimosas? Mimosas. That's it. Till time to what eat. What time your family usually eat? Uh, we... My mom probably serves food around 2 to 3 o'clock, honestly. 
Girl, it be eight o'clock by the time we <laughs> it be late as fuck. Like you know, it's already getting dark early. It it definitely be nighttime by the time we eat every year is late. Really? Yes. Y'all don't start cooking till the day of? No, she cooks the night, but she start cooking the night before, but somehow we still end up eating late as hell. Well, I would have to eat breakfast. Because <laughs> we don't, we eat around, we start eating at two, but we eat throughout the night, though. Mm-mm. It'd be late as fuck before, before we start eating. You know, I don't eat half the shit people cook yeah. no more anyway. So I always, I'm having to cook my own pot of collard greens. Yeah. Usually, this is how, this is my Thanksgiving for the last few years. I've had collard greens, macaroni and cheese, and salmon. <laughs> That's it. That's what I've been eating. That's your Thanksgiving meal? Yeah, because I don't eat all the neck bones. Why don't you get one of those fucking vegan turkeys with a piece of wood in it? No, okay, because like <laughs> last year I did do, um, I did try to make me a meatloaf, and I overcooked it. I used, and I've done this before, like using like the Boca or the Beyond Meat to make a um, a meatloaf, but I overcooked it, so that shit was hard to sell. It was not good. It tastes like cardboard. Yeah, I could imagine. But I don't really look forward to like the holiday food no more. Yeah, because you can't eat none of it. Yeah, you can eat the size, some of them that don't include, like... Most of that stuff meat. be having meat food in it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, my mom put extra... If I even wanted to pick out some shit, I couldn't. It's like she put extra neck bones in it. Yes, mama, put the extra <laughs> neck bones with big, big tails looking like penises. and uh, Girl. All right. <laughs> Another... Uh, let me tell you one thing I do. Um, I definitely drink a smooth move about <laughs> 11 at night. <laughs> That's an unwritten rule for me. Because I'm getting all of this out of me in the morning. I ate 17,000 calories and I'm getting them all out in the morning. Don't play with me. That might be some type of, uh, like, you know. Uh, Tradition, bitch. Don't call it nothing else. All right. The next one. Not anorexia. What's the bulimia? <laughs> yeah. It's only on Thanksgiving. If I did it every Friday, it would be bulimia. Bitch, I'd be taking, I, not like real laxatives, but I definitely would do a smooth move or a ballerina tea. I be doing like the little tree buck, the uh, Casa Sagrada. I will be having that day before Thanksgiving, the night before, around 6 p.m. the night before. No, I do it on the night of Thanksgiving because that's when I ate all the food. Well, you might, I might need to do it twice because I already don't be regular. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) y'all. All All right. The next one, brace yourself for your nosy relatives trying to get all up in your business. Mm. Yes. Them aunts asking you when you why you to. not married? Why are you rushing when me you to be a single mom a grand- like your ass? Where is your baby daddy? When you gonna give your mama a grandbaby? Oh, I, well, we ain't got no more hope. My mama you. already got grandkids. She ain't care. Uh, why you care? Right. You don't want no kids? I don't like that shit. And I think it's very disrespectful. You to act never, You don't never bring no man with you. Then now if I bring a different man every year, now I'm a hoe. Right. Can't win. Can't win. <laughs> bring a different nigga every year to Thanksgiving. I mean. Uh, all right. So the I next one. Even though you're only going from the living room to the dining room all day, you must look cute. You got to put that shit on. You definitely got to have a Thanksgiving outfit. Yeah. And you a Christmas outfit. You got to put that shit on. You got to look like somebody. Now, last year, I think I did. Stay in PJs all day long at my mom's. I just did. I was like, I don't give a fuck this year. I've cooked. Nobody. It was just me, my mom, my baby sister, my nieces, and my sister, uh, my other sister. So this is the media family. So y'all ain't went nowhere. So we no, we was at the house. But I mean, most people still get dressed up even to go in their living room. So I, I dressed up because my dad, his birthday 
So it's every 10 years his birthday is on Thanksgiving. This year, I think his birthday might be like the day after Thanksgiving. He's the 25th of November. So we always end up going from my mom's house to my dad's house. So this this year, his birthday is actually on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably, you know, go to his house yeah. after we eat at my mom's house, go to his house and hang out over there. That's where all the liquor and the weed be at. Yeah. <laughs> That's the after after hour spot. Yeah. Um, it's, you're lucky that your parents live that close near each other where you can visit with both of them. You know, I would I typically would have to choose one or the other because my dad is in Chicago. But normally I'm with my mother's side and not my father's side for holidays. That's just how it is. You know, so one of my cousins, um, last week was my cousin, one of my other family members' wedding. And so a cousin who I hadn't seen since we were kids, basically, um, she came into town. She just retired from the military. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she was questioning, like, why the family never, like, she she's my uncle's, my first cousin. But, you know, usually the when the mom and the dad split, the kids go with the mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't really see that other immediate family anymore. Right. And she, I guess she was feeling some type of way about that. Yeah. Like, we didn't do enough to see them. But, I mean, it's just the same. I could say the same thing about my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They didn't come to make sure we was good yeah. at any point, whether we was breathing or not. If we see them, we saw them. Yeah. It's usually like that. It's it just is. It once, is. once the family breaks up, the kids usually be with the mom. mama's side, and that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. It really do go like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, the only way is if, like, the mama on drugs or she shit. Right. Be with the daddy's side. That's typically right. how it goes. And I guess both sides have to do a good job of making sure the family, because you're still family, whether right. they're all together or not. Right. But they don't. You barely be even knowing your aunties and that because of your daddy. Uh-huh. It'd be weird. All right. Sneak a bite of food if grandma's prayer is going on too long. You ever did that? I always pray with my eyes open anyway, so I'm looking at everybody else with their eyes closed. I should start hitting people. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. people plate while they You know, I never praying. go too long where I got to eat before. Typically, because oftentimes I be doing some a good portion of cooking, so, you know, you don't even really be, like, one to eat right then. Right. I don't be wanting to eat right away, but I do. I cooked all day long. Like, I really don't want to eat. That's even cooking a regular fucking meal. So Thanksgiving, like, I'm waiting. Y'all I just be it. sitting there like a proud mama. You know how a mama be when she watching her kids open up Christmas presents? That's how I be when people be eating the food. And they be like, <laughs> ooh, who made the macaroni? Like, like last year, um, last year, so my mama be cooking with stress. And last year, <laughs> I was like, let me make the macaroni. She couldn't just let me make the macaroni. She still went ahead and made her macaroni. And then it felt some type of way when my pan was gone. And her Earth pan man. was still standing there stiff as ever. <laughs> hey, mama. It's standing there stiff and getting cold. <laughs> that macaroni be stressful. Listen, that macaroni is important. That's one of the yes. most important dishes. You got to make it right. Don't and you fuck it up, food. everybody is going to be mad at you. Yes. Thanksgiving is not the time. And this is another unwritten rule. That's probably not on this list you got. Don't fuck with the re- new recipes on uh, Thanksgiving. Don't. Yeah. This is not the time. To be trying no new shit. Yes. Do the shit how it's supposed to be done. Stop putting all this heavy cream and everything, Tammy. I love heavy cream. <laughs> <laughs> it, everything do not call for heavy cream. It does. And, and it makes it. Y'all ever look at the calories in heavy cream? I watch these videos on TikTok, on Instagram. It's like heavy cream is going in every meal now. 
And I love oxtails it. and heavy cream. Like, what are we doing? Oh, no, that's wild. <laughs> but I better make the gravy nice and thick. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all doing with the heavy cream? <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I put it in a lot of things. My grits, I put it in. I'm I like, use coconut cream in my grits. And it's so good. I've never tried so it like crazy. that. But uh, the heavy cream doesn't make them like, hmm. And some sour cream, a little bit. No, that's too much. Steve. And my macaroni out. and cheese, too. I put them both in there. Yeah. You running out. I'm running in to the house to eat another bite. Okay. Stomach running off. <laughs> like goddamn cheese and heavy cream. Um, what's the next one? Stay out of grown folks' business unless they ask for your opinion. I am grown folks. I don't like that. And I don't like doing that to kids either. Mm-hmm. Stay in the kids' place. I feel like our kids are the most overly sexualized, but then at the same time, you want them to be stay in the kids' place, but everything else is the, is a fucking go. Kids have a mind. They should be able to engage in conversations with adults. You know what I'm saying? At what point, I could not wait to get grown to cuss adults out, okay? It's a lot of shit been on my mind since I heard them conversations since we was kids I've been wanting to tell you about. Your goddamn self. No, mind your business. Stay. I believe in a child should stay in their place. What is a child's place, though? A child's place is to just absorb and learn from the environment around you. So just shut the fuck up and learn? Yeah. A lot of times they be learning a lot of bad habits that adults do, and they think just because they adults, they can do it. Y'all doing childish shit. But you know what? (laughs) You can also learn the things not to do by the adults around you. Like You can look at it and be like, okay, I know I don't want to be like Uncle Gertie. Because he drunk, he got to eat his plate outside because he don't know how to act. Grandma won't let him in the house. Which is childish. What? Which is childish. And you telling a child to stay in a child place while adults doing childish shit. What, drinking? Getting too drunk? What, All the things. Grandma yes. make you sit outside and eat your yes. plate. <laughs> <laughs> we, all of us are big kids. That's all we are. Yeah. I mean, I I think we mature and grow so more than the child. To stay in a child's place. I think that we can learn a lot from kids. Kids are very honest. Yeah. I, you know, we can learn a lot. We can learn how to love better from children, that's for sure. But I do think there's some lessons that come along with life that children just don't have. And tell them about it early. And stop telling them to mind their business. Mm. Some things ain't just for a child's mind. Like, give me an example like, of some shit kids should not be around to hear about. Uh, Your sex life. Oh, absolutely. That's So why y'all talk about sex on Thanksgiving and the kids can't be around for it? Why y'all talk about anything? <laughs> Come on now. You know how I go with the family get together. You, well, you fucking on that full stomach. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that a child should not just be privy to. And you should stay out of the conversation. Did you, you should not be around the conversation. On social media, this, it's a birthday party. And there's these kids with guns and money and there's three grown, four grown men behind them. No, what I did not. I See, I do. The internet is an uproar about it. You know, because they always like to point to women and show how we fail in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, but women aren't out here killing. No, we're not killing each other. We're not having a little bunch, bit, but like, not like the men are. It's, it's terrible. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. It's I the do. kid's birthday party, and they up there with the guns and the money. Eight, seven, six-year-olds. Kids, babies. But now, here's the thing. I don't think there's any wrong, anything wrong with teaching your kids how to use guns, but you have to teach them responsibility with guns. Yeah, like doing all this. That like, is, that like, is like, not like I can probably use a This video is not right, but if you want to teach your child how to properly use a firearm, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Yeah. That's not what they was doing. Yeah, no. They were being niggas. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not here for that. <laughs>
Because there's a difference between black people and niggas. And those were some niggas in that video. Doing some nigga shit. <laughs> With them nigga kids. <laughs> That's me? Yeah. It is not me. Them, them kids is being raised by niggas. <laughs> niggas be procreating way faster than black people, dog. We got to get ahead of this shit. <laughs> oh, goodness. And then the last one, your leftovers are good until Christmas. That's what that list said. That's what the list said. Now, if you freeze them greens, yeah, and freeze piece of that turkey, yeah. Now I remember turkey sandwiches and ham sandwiches. I mean, we was eating that shit for seven days after Thanksgiving, for real, honestly. My mom be down boil a whole turkey caucus and make gravy and rice. Okay, yeah, but like I, I have this client, Krista. I love her to death. That's one of my oldest clients. I love her. Um, I came to do her hair. I came to her house. It was like at least. Eight days after Thanksgiving, <laughs> and she was offering me stuff and candy, yeah, the turkey. I was like, bitch, you are going to be poisoned by this <laughs> shit. You're going to die. Throw that shit out. She's like, mm, it's still good. Mm-mm. You cannot eat it. I say after Not four days. refrigerator. I say after four days, you need to throw that shit away. Absolutely. Meat, poultry, and yeah, you tripping if you still got a turkey after four or five days. Right. That turkey wouldn't yeah. be probably that good. Or, you know, it could be big. Y'all could have different types. Because I know people who have different, like, oh, it's a fried turkey. It's a smoked turkey, you know. Throw that shit away after four days. You don't need, if it's not frozen, throw it out. So you would take some thawed out Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. I will eat some thawed out Thanksgiving. Y'all nasty. <laughs> I will. If it's frozen, it's good. But if it's if you just had it in the refrigerator, talking about eat this mac and cheese. First of all, if your mac and cheese lasted that long, it wasn't good. That pan should be empty. Exactly. It wasn't good. All right, that's the list of unwritten rules. Now let's just get into our family traditions. <sighs> What's my family traditions for Thanksgiving? Like I said, we take all day long to eat. Usually, my mom starts cooking all the food the day before. Mm-hmm. The pies mm-hmm. first, probably. Mm-hmm. And we still don't eat until 8 o'clock <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Like, no matter what. <laughs> we what? still don't eat. I don't. And it's always just our little immediate family. Yeah. My sisters, they kids, mm-hmm. husband, whatever nigga I might bring for the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what it is. <laughs> Are you going to bring a nigga this year? You know I keep a nigga with me. Okay. You got a nigga to bring this? Yes. A new one? old nigga. Oh, I know. <laughs> Bitch, I always got a I nigga to keep it. up. I cannot keep up with grief. <laughs> last year, my niece said to, something to me last year. If y'all were tuning in, and I brought it up, and it really hurt my feelings because I was trying to encourage her to come in the kitchen and learn how to cook, and I was like, how you going to have a man if you can't learn how to cook nothing to eat? You ain't going to know how to make him no Thanksgiving meal. She's like, you know how to make a Thanksgiving meal, and you ain't got no man still. <laughs> Y'all, why I had to grab my little glass of champagne and take a walk down the street when she said that. Hey, called me. Called me from down the street while she's sipping her mimosa. Right. All right. Sounded stressed on the phone because her uh, uh, niece, who's supposed to stay at a child place, right. gave your ass some fucking mirror right quick. And I did not <laughs> like it. I wanted to double back slap her ass. I really did. Like, I told your ass the truth. Girl, cooking for these niggas don't keep them. <laughs> but you still need to know. <laughs> you need to know how to, to cook for your damn self. And your partner. Nourishment yeah. is the woman's job, I feel like. Absolutely, always. So you are responsible for the nourishment of your family, women. Yeah. So, so if your family fat is your fault, bitch. 
<laughs> so I, you know, she, she was right, but she was also wrong. So, all right. You <laughs> no, know she was not wrong. She was right. She was wrong as fuck. And we're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> all right. I didn't say, I didn't say, I did say how you going to keep a man and you don't know how to cook. So, okay. She's right in that, that mm-hmm. knowing how to cook does not keep a man. Right. But it's important to know how to cook if you have a family. Right. So that's where I'm writing it. And we ain't going to say a motherfucking thing else about it now. <laughs> so when I was a kid, we don't do it as much anymore. But when I was little, we would always get up and watch the Macy's Day Parade on television. For never. Thanksgiving. You never did that? I watched it, but it wasn't like a thing. It wasn't like we a always thing. did that. But you see, my mama grew up in New Jersey. And as a child, she mm-hmm. would actually go to it. So it was a thing for us to just get up and watch it, watch mm-hmm. all the big ass floats and things like that i, I think uh last year benedict college was actually in the Macy's oh yeah they were parade. i heard I about watched that last year yeah so they shout were. out to benedict bc bc you, you know, know you know. know uh this one says break out the family photos and go through like uh memorabilia of the family i just occasionally do that annually yeah. because you know when you trying to you know figure yourself out it's good to look at old memories you know old pictures of yourself yeah. old pictures of your family yeah. I don't even think to people get create back. photo albums anymore, like with real photos in it. Like my grandmother, mm-hmm. God rest her soul, she just kept all of that. We got pictures from the eighteen hundreds, you know, like really, really old. For real? Yeah. Wow. We got I got a deed from like the early eighteen hundreds from the land that belongs to my mom and is past it has the like the slave the lineage. Owners. Yeah, owner's name to my great 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 grandfather, you know, passing it on. I have that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, she, that's a blessing, y'all, because I feel like black people, they don't give a damn about lineage. I remember telling my mom I was going down to the um, state archives so I could look up our family. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you have some of that stuff you can get off of Ancestry.com or um, I think it's families, family.org or something like that. They have some things, but some things they intentionally keep from you. So you got to actually go to deeds and records and look your family up. And she was like, why? You don't understand how important family is? Right. It's very it's very, important. very important. Yeah. Yeah. And and knowing where you come from, that might be something people need to start doing on, th- like, Thanksgiving week. Go figure out who the fuck y'all are. Right. So you can know a little bit about why you are that way. And, and <laughs> you might realize you, you shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving, goddammit. Right. Because <laughs> he was who they was putting on the fucking tape. <laughs> um, Another one, um... That I think a lot of black families, I think most families, not just black families, do this is uh, go around the table and say what they're thankful for before the meal. Do y'all do that? No, but that is that should be a good practice. Maybe I'll implement that this year. When you go to Thanksgiving, definitely do it. I'm, I make sure my family does it every time yeah. we talk about what we're thankful for. And some people say funny shit, and then some people get real thoughtful, and sometimes it even gets emotional. So it's a good practice uh, for y'all if y'all listening to this on Thanksgiving. You know, to have your family do it together today. Yeah. Um, celebrate Friendsgiving. I think that's a new tradition that's come along in the past, what, decade? I've attended one Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. And it was my friend, uh, my only white friend. You know, everybody, I got a black friend, mm-hmm. my one white friend. I attended Friendsgiving with a bunch of other white people. Mm-hmm. I was only black girl. Actually, it was one other black girl. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you want to tell you what these bitches did to me on Friendsgiving? They ate my fucking food. 
I brought food down with me <laughs> to Friendsgiving weekend. We all stayed at my homegirl's house, and she had this whole thing. It was really nice because, you know, Charleston is one of the most historic cities in America, mm -hmm. right? And it's a big tourist place. But people who live there, don't, oftentimes we don't appreciate, like, Charleston, right. right? So we actually toured Charleston as tourists as, as opposed to residents. And the people she had, like, came out, you know, from out of town. Somebody came from Vegas, like, so she wanted to show them around. So that's what we did. Anyway, it was these fucking bitches. One of them drove a pickup truck. Mm -hmm. She ate my goddamn Chinese food. I put my food in the oven and went and took a shower. When I came downstairs out to shower, my food was on the counter, picked over, pieces of shrimp ate. I spent $30 on this Chinese. I don't eat cheap Chinese food. So wait, <laughs> your Friendsgiving meal was... No, 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 this is the weekend of. This oh, is the okay. Friendsgiving weekend. So oh, this okay. is like the first oh, night. I'm just weekend. meeting y'all bitches. And you ain't night one. Oh, yeah, that's... I problem. told my friend, I said, listen, uh, when we, we, we were on a boat ride the next day. I'm pissed the whole day about my food from the night before. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, uh, when we get back to the house, can you run back the cameras in your house so we can see who ate my food? And he'll go to bitch next to me. I, I think I might have. You you, you, you go take warming, food that's warming up in the oven out the oven. And eat it. And ate somebody's shit. That's wild. You didn't put that there. You didn't purchase that. I couldn't believe it happened. Yeah. And then the same bitch <laughs> planted a shirt of hers in my, in my luggage. And then asked my friend to ask me about the shirt. What was her deal? She Girl. They didn't fucking like me. Why? Cause you was black. That's what I. That's how I feel. Cause what the fuck? Yeah. Cause I don't want your funky ass shirt, bitch. Exactly. And listen, at the dinner after, you know, she admitted to eating my food, right, without the cameras having to be ran back. Mm -hmm. But at Friendsgiving dinner, I said, listen, I don't know how y'all do, but black people do not like people touching their food. Right. Okay. Period. <laughs> at fucking Friendsgiving, people be <laughs> people that die by eating about eating somebody else's food. White people like to put their hands in food. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a buffet of food set out, they'll, instead of using the tongs or whatever to pick shit up, they put their hands in it. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know some white people who don't do that, but I know some white people who do. So. Yes, and I also know some that eat boogers. Like, stop touching the food. That's so funny <laughs> you mentioned boogers, y'all. Today, I, I, like, I left my house, and I was like, I felt half asleep. I know you know how sometimes your face, even though you wash your face, it's still a little like you just woke up. Right. You know, I went down to Starbucks that's below my building, and this white man said, "You have a beautiful smile," because I was looking at scrolling on my phone. I was like, "Thank you." Going to Starbucks, this black man comes up and asks me for my phone number, and then the barista gave me a free dessert. I paid for my drink, but he gave me like a free little, he was like, oh, this is about to be over. You got to try it. Like, just be so nice to me. I was like, damn, I feel like men are so nice when I feel ugly. And I made a post about it, like, oh, for my close friends. And I had a whole booger in my nose. <laughs> I was like, I got a whole booger hanging out my nose and I'm getting all this attention when I'm glabbed up. It's quiet. That's crazy. This goes to the thing where I say men like safe women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they like the dress down because it's less of a threat. Nobody else wants you but me, girl. Right. With this That's booger, what they like. Whole booger hanging out your nose. Can I get your number? It was like one of those breathing ones. We so should I was test like, that out. Sure, you can get my number of booger blowing in and out. <laughs> we should go outside looking real homely with boogers and see how many niggas we get. Right. And then go out again dressed up. It's still crazy. Quiet. Okay, back to the topic. Um, 
So this one is like ready to rumble. It's calling it ready to rumble. Like having a football game, like where families play, uh, the guys go out and play football before Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, races. You see I race. old ass men running out of the street, pulling hamstrings and shit. Oh, I race. I race every year. Every single year, I'm smoking somebody. Who won it? Why are you so excited? Because that shit had me lit. Because everybody think I'm slow because I got these big old buns. Them buns be moving down the street. And I be barefoot. I'm country. I'm taking my shoes off and I'm smoking everybody. Who won it? I feel like you cheat. I feel like them at your ass be inflating and be like air. <laughs> like a hot air balloon be pushing you down the street. Because, bitch, I seen that video. Them legs be going. I be gone. <laughs> Everybody, you cheated. Let's go again. No, the fuck? I ain't. That's God the one. Damn, Chucky doll running out of street. Girl, beat it. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I like, I 10 on the list, giving back. Uh, like, black people, we do participate in, like, food drives, canned goods. You always hear about turkey giveaways. Turkey mm-hmm. giveaways. Even the neighborhood drug dealer giving out turkeys. Always. In the community. <laughs> I think that's a huge thing we do. I don't know if... Uh, that goes on in other communities as much. I can't speak to that. I Oh, back to Friendsgiving, though. Last year, I got invited to a, a Friendsgiving hosted by a white girl, honestly. And this year, they had it this other day, and I didn't get an invitation. I'm just wondering why. So if you listen to the show, wonder why I wasn't invited, because y'all sure toured my macaroni and cheese last year. I felt away. Oh, so they didn't invite you to Friendsgiving this year? Mm-hmm. You saw the invitations go out? I didn't see no. I saw I saw everybody having fun at the Friendsgiving on my storage. <laughs> Ray, why was I was why was I excluded? Shame. Was there other black people there last year? Yeah. It's a very diverse group. Mm-hmm. Like Hispanic, Asian, black, white. It's a very diverse group that I was just excluded from. So there's mm. that. Mm. It's okay, because I'm gonna have a vision port party in January and I don't know who's making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> bitch you didn't make the list <laughs> no it's cool i um you know you don't you don't have to be invited to say everything right uh-uh. you know i'm okay with that shit vision board party that's good that's you gonna do that in january mm-hmm. you gonna come mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be fun i'm gonna get some drinks cocktails i'm gonna curate some cute cocktails to go with vision and we're gonna i'm gonna buy a bunch of cardboards and i'm gonna ask everybody to like bring one magazine that way we can have a lot to cut from and I'm going to do it upstairs in the clubhouse. Nice. I'm yep. there. All right. This year, I'm actually going to execute. Yeah. I'm still executing. On, look, I've been walking around with this same vision board on my goddamn cell phone since two years ago now. Right. Do you feel like you've knocked some things off of it? You still got Jonathan Majors up there? No, I replaced that nigga. Yeah, you got to I replaced that guy. Who I, got? <laughs> I think I just got a black man on there now. Actually, I replaced him with a kid. He was right there. I want like a little black ass little click kid with blonde hair. It's like like what I'm trying to manifest. <laughs> That's not weird at all. <laughs> y'all, happy Thanksgiving to y'all. Let's just share what we're grateful for before we go. Ooh. It is twenty twenty three and I am grateful for my health, my edges my family um i am grateful for a sound mind still uh um i'm grateful for tamala bowen (laughs) my co-host in drama (laughs) 
Um, man, I'm just grateful to still be breathing shit. You know what I'm saying? Every day you can get up and, and, and make a difference. Even if you have those goals, you know, you want to meet or that vision board, mm -hmm. you have a new start every day. Absolutely. You don't have to wait to the new year. You don't have to wait to Thanksgiving. Every single day you can make a difference. And right. that's what I'm grateful for. Hey man, that was good. You stole all of mine. Oh, let me think. What am I grateful for? I'm gr I'm grateful for the breath in my lungs every day. I'm grateful that um, my MS is in remission. I'm grateful to still have my mom and dad helping yeah. and thriving, and my sisters. I'm grateful for um, this podcast, my co-host. Um, I'm grateful that I have a skill that sustains my livelihood and I don't have to answer to nobody. Or suck dick about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to suck dick. Thank you. <laughs> uh, even though I enjoy that at times, but. You don't got to do it for a I don't have dog. to do it for a living. Amen. Somebody say amen if you're listening. Uh, and I, I'm also grateful for the growth that I've experienced over this past year as a, as a woman. You know, yep. There's a lot of things that I just wouldn't acknowledge in 2022 that. I was forced to acknowledge. I was forced to look at myself in a real way this year, and I'm I'm grateful for that growth. So I think I think that's about it. Yeah, I I want to add. I'm also definitely grateful for my parents. A lot of people are not, didn't make it the last few years, especially with COVID and all that. A lot of people parents didn't make it. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to still have my two parents mm -hmm. around there being just as kooky as they fucking want to be. Even my stepdad, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying he has a lot of health issues and he's still kicking it. Yeah, still so. kicking it. Grateful okay. for that. Mm -hmm. So y'all, y'all practice gratitude today and uh, share with your family what you're grateful for around the table. We love y'all. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Eat that motherfucking turkey. <laughs> Dry ass turkey. <laughs> I might eat some turkey in another country, not the United States though. Anyway, y'all, if you enjoy this uh, episode, this Turkey Day episode. Tune in every Thursday on your iHeartRadio app, wherever the, you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday, 2.0 on Instagram. Kick it, Tam. Y'all, it's official Tam Bam. I really do love y'all. Remember, speak now. And never hold your meat. Deuces. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 